American dream has become a nightmare. Signs of the time are on cardboard on corners in town. Like a cancer that's silently spreading, there's an unspoken fear. We're on our way down. We must eat America back. Main Street to Wall Street, cities and states, Washington D.C. Before it's too late, there's not long. We need leaders who lead us, not stick us and bleed us, then ransom our future and our children's. That's wrong. Yes, folks. Spin weeps. Weeps. Ah, first day with my new lips. Welcome back, everyone, to the uh, Rebel and the Renegade Roundtable. And uh, let me start off by saying that two of our uh, regular uh, Renegades are off working, and that would be Mr. Scorpio and Mr. Carey. And uh, we are so very fortunate that we were able to get the uh, Blackbird 9 to step in with us tonight because this is a subject uh, that, in my mind, that's just got to be covered. I don't think people realize what is actually going on here and hoping we'll be able to illuminate their path in some respects. But before we jump into that, folks, uh, we need your support. We need your help at RBN to keep free speech alive on a daily basis, an hourly basis, a minute-by-minute basis, we need your help. And uh, let's not forget that the month is almost over. You want to get in that uh, $250 donation to RBN, and then uh, when the month is over, there will be a drawing for this beautiful handmade quilt with the Confederate battle flag, or as I prefer, the St. Andrew's Cross. So that being said, uh, let me welcome the two gentlemen who are with me tonight, the two renegades. And we'll start with our regular, uh, Mr. Stephen Douglas Whitener, also a co-host here at RBN. And uh, so, Stephen, how are you, buddy? I'm terrific. Thanks for having me, Mike. And howdy, RBN. Glad to be here. Yeah, that's a beautiful uh, quilt there. I'm, I, I, You know that song that Liberty Weeps reminded me of this other song I, list, I, I like it. One of the lyrics in it was, Sister Justice wears a blindfold as though she had no eyes. Sister Justice wears a blindfold, but underneath I know she cries. And that's kind oh. of where we are now. Oh, big time, so, buddy. And uh, very well said. And, uh, man, I tell you what, our program last night, uh, I don't know how, well, I do know how you feel about it. But mm-hmm. program last night with uh, Phil and Ron were just, that, that was just something special, wasn't it? Yes, sir. I was very proud to be part of that. As was I. And now for his highness in the uh, <laughs> up there. Up yonder in the mountains. Up yonder in the mountains. He's still a also an RBN co-host. So uh, welcome Blackbird 9 from the hills of North Kakalaki. How are you, buddy? 
Greetings, good sirs. Thanks for having me on the show tonight. I you know, uh, hate those other guys couldn't make it, but I appreciate you calling let me fill in. And, you know, how fitting that on the Rebel and Renegade Roundtable, you'd have the man without a country show up for even things out, right? <laughs> well, I was, I, I was thinking since all three of us are in the South, I was thinking about uh, just uh, renaming the program for tonight, nothing but uh, Rebel Reprobates. How's that? <laughs> there you go. <laughs> and oh, thank too. you so much. It's like, you know, I was the guy who got to follow that three hour epic yesterday. So that's like, you know, oh, hey, dude, you're going to be like, you know, Eric Clapton's going to play, then you're going to play. You know, <laughs> so uh, it's like, yeah, thanks a lot, guys. But that is, I'm dying. No spoilers. I've only made it into hour two. But uh, hour one was just incredible. Oh, my gosh, that was just amazing. So tip of the hat to that. But I, I think, you know, uh, uh, Miss Monica and I, though, I think, you know, we didn't do too shabby last night, you know, but that was a pretty hard act to follow. So. Well, anyway. I thought you guys were great. I thought you, you did a great job, uh, uh, Frederick. It's like no pressure, but guess what we're going up after? <laughs> did you bring your tap dancing shoes? You know any magic tricks? <laughs> Oh, well, I tell you what, uh, I, I'm not sure. Have you been uh, sampling some of that moonshine up there in the Kakalaki Hills, boy? Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> okay. Uh, the, I was just... now, uh, uh, refrigerant fumes may be another story since I was playing a refrigerator <laughs> repairman all day today on a Sunday, no less. <laughs> well, uh, for the people that don't uh, know that might be listening in, uh, Blackbird 9 and I both uh, – Worked for the same crazy outfit at different times uh, in different eras, uh, but uh, we worked uh, in that oxymoronic field of government intelligence. You know, that's. <laughs> <laughs> and you were backstage on the USS Liberty, and I was backstage on 9 11. Boy, do we have a lot in common. <laughs> oh, big time, brother, big time. Well, uh, Let's uh, jump to the subject at hand here, guys, and uh, what uh, I think people may have tuned in to hear if I've been advertising properly, and that we've got something going on in Texas. And uh, having been a managing member of the Minuteman Project in 2005 on the Arizona border, I have a little bit of a different inside perspective on what I think is going on in this Texas fiasco. But before I jump into that, I would like to, uh, well, let's lead off with you, Stephen. What do you think is going on with this Texas mess? Well, the people coming in, there's so many from coming in that place, Eagle Pass. A, a truck driver I know said that he counted I don't remember how many stopped counting at two dozen when he was headed toward the border there, and they were just like, right, basically buses full heading away from there. And it's like this has been going on for a while. As, as many people coming in that border illegally as were born in this country since Biden's been in office. That's unprecedented, okay? And now this this thing that they're ginning up with the confrontation between the feds and the state of Texas, it just – I saw that uh, somewhere today they're going to – every uh, 
agenda will play this up as much as it can, and they're going to try to to ramp up both sides as much as they can. I see. I saw tweets on the left going, "Oh my gosh, these they're just like old Southerners trying to keep integration or something like." They're just paint. Everybody has their all their picture already painted of it. I think something very unexpected might happen. Something that they want to. Will try to use to blame to demonize the usual suspects, uh, white folks, and now the MAGA people too. I mean, they, they'll play that for all it's worth too. If that, that's what I think is being set up with this whole thing with the uh, secession thing and and uh, with the, the National Guards and stuff, that they're trying to exacerbate that as much as they can because the election year is coming up. That's 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 my take at the moment with it. But, uh, you know, we are definitely – this is not a new thing. This has been going on a while. It's just really ramped up, and this balloon is at one of those points where it could pop. You know, they keep saying we've never pushed a balloon up this high before, and we know at some point it's going to go pop, but we don't know where it's going to happen. And that point that they think there's going to pop, it could just be an inflection point that we just keep on building and didn't know that it wasn't going to pop. It changed in another fundamental way we didn't recognize. But that – that seems to be coming really quick with 2024 and our selection year. You know, that – that, and then some guy in Russia saying, okay, we'll send uh, weapons to Texas to help them fight, but that won't mean we will become involved in the conflict. You know, ironically parroting the same language that uh, the U.S. used and NATO used excusing sending weapons to Ukraine. So that's kind of an eerie thing. And one other eerie thing I noticed that people, I, I was reading this uh, uh, week that uh, certain insurance companies have started to exclude injuries or illnesses sustained during acts of war, insurrection, or riot on their policies. A new thing for 2024. Now, I'll toss it back to you with that. That's just, you know, that's by what I have viewed Texas as the past week or so. Uh, well, uh Great uh, comments there, and uh, Frederick, uh, here's the thing that's really troubling me, and then I want you to throw a few rocks out of your bucket, if you would, please. Uh, the thing that's really troubling me is I wouldn't trust Governor Abbott in an outhouse with a muzzle on. That man is so deep into the World Economic Forum. He's so deep in it. He's a Jewish wor- worshiper. Um, I just... Uh, I, I wouldn't trust him, and the fact that he's involved in this makes me even more hinky. But the one thing we know in American politics, you can do anything you want to. All you have to do is say one thing right, and the flock will join you. What are your thoughts? Yeah, what is it? <clears throat> Han Solo always said in Star Wars, I've got a bad feeling about this. <laughs> it's that same bad feeling I had during the Canadian trucker strikes. It's that same bad feeling I had during COVID. It's that same bad feeling I had at Charlottesville. It's that same bad feeling I had January 6th, you know. Uh, yeah, so, <clears throat> you know. They're definitely amplifying this up, and that's one of the things, you know, brilliant analysis, you know, Mr. Stephen, uh, is, you know, we've been watching this for all some time, you know, and we've been trying to amplify the message in our circles, but it's interesting how suddenly this week, right, that you get this big, you know, rapid fire 
try, you know, ratcheting up of a situation between a state governor, a sitting state governor, and the federal government, especially the not only the executive branch but also the supreme, yeah, the judicial. I mean, uh, yeah, the judicial branch, <clears throat> and so it's. You know, this, okay, they decide to secure the border, you know, like you're supposed to do, and the federal government says you have to tear that down, and he says, no, we're not, and then the Supreme Court says, yes, you are, and then to watch, you know, who voted five to four for this, you know, power grab to say no states' rights on this one either, and... You know, that was just a big demographic, you know, just like, there you go. And, you know, uh, the Rebel Madman talks so much about the power that those nine people have. And if they're a puppet on a string, you don't have a legal system. This is one of the things, you know, that I've run into where here in North Carolina, where every time we get something passed to get some semblance of sanity back in the state, you have some activist judge appointed by either Bill Clinton or Obama or whatever that's a total Marxist that says, I don't care what the law says, we're overturning that, and then we will just last you out in court forever and ever and ever. You know, and this is that lawfare aspect of Marxism is just to use the courts to either ram things through that shouldn't go through that quickly or to turn it into molasses to slowly bleed you to death, right? So, yeah, I'm interested to see what you guys have to say about this latest situation in Texas. So back to you. Well, thank you, Frederick. Uh, one of the things, you know, I was trying to draw some parallels back with uh, uh, Tombstone, Arizona, and us on the border in 2005, and we had set up two lines, one we called the Naco line, uh, which was a about a three- or four-mile stretch where we had people on the border uh, protecting, uh, you know, from any incursion. And, uh, of course, there was nothing there but a barbed wire fence, and sometimes it only had one or two strands. But anyway, and then we had the Huachuca line, which I was in charge of, and that was through the Huachuca Mountains. So it was a little tougher to maintain. But I think the whole thing is that caught the U.S. government by surprise because no one thought that, uh, you know, they thought maybe 10, 12 people would show up uh, for this event, and we had well over a 1,000 and many others that rotated in and out. And we saw immediately once that the magnitude, once the federal government saw that we were making some noise, uh, then suddenly, you know, we've got a congressman on the border uh, who is offering the two uh, so-called leaders, Simcox and uh, 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 I can't remember the other guy's name, Jim Gilchrist. There we go. They had uh, those two. And then the next thing we know, they're on a plane to uh, Washington and they're being entertained and uh, they're actually speaking with members of Congress. And this was all uh, counseled and all created by the Republican Party. Now, who else do you think if they sent Democrats to the people who decided to stand up for their rights, do you think if they sent Democrats, anybody would pay any attention to them? No. So they sent who they knew that the 
evidently us right-wing wackos that wanted to protect our border, they knew that the person that would be listened to would be someone on the right. And they used that, even though George W. Bush stated that we were vigilantes and that we should go home and let the federal government do their job. Well, we reminded him about Article 4, Section 4 of the Constitution that says that the federal government will protect every state from invasion. And one of the things I don't think most people are are understanding here is that the federal government, these judges, the president, attorney generals, whatever you want to have, who are opposing protecting the border are actually felons, according to their own laws. Because to aid and abet illegal entry into this country is a felony. And you just can't declare it legal because you want to. And then we saw once that we began to draw some, we had worldwide attention on the border in 2005. We had reporters from Europe. We had reporters from Africa. We had reporters from almost everywhere. And ironically, at that time, our son was in Iraq. And one day he and I had a phone conversation and He said, Dad, isn't it ironic that you're on the border trying to protect America? I'm a member of the United States Army, and I'm on the Iraqi border with Syria trying to protect, uh, trying to block people from coming into Iraq from Syria. He said, isn't that irony? And, of course, it was. But then, you know, suddenly we've got Sean Hannity on the border. We've got other people on the border doing their radio shows from the border. And so the Republicans knew they had to destroy this for the government using the Republicans. Uh, You know, Alan Keyes and uh, Jack Kemp and several others are the ones they used to come in and try to destroy it. And when uh, Simcox and uh, Gilchrist got back from Washington, we had a meeting there at the Palomino's Trading Post. And the first thing out of Chris Simcox's mouth was, well, we're going to shut this down now and uh, because uh, we're afraid it might cause an international incident. And the government's afraid it might cause an international incident. Well, those of us who were actually doing the work down there told Mr. Gilchrist and Mr. Simcox, uh, we don't care what you do. We're not leaving. We're committed. We've got people on the way here who have contacted us. We're not going to call these people, tell them to go back. We're going to stay here just like we plan to do. So reluctantly, they went along with us. But the thing that we weren't aware of for quite some time is all of the money that was pouring in, donations across the country that were coming into the office there at the uh, Tucson Tumbleweed. I mean, the uh, I'm sorry, the Tombstone Tumbleweed, the newspaper. And these donations were coming in, and I had a a wonderful lady that's still a very close friend who said that sometimes those donations were over 10 grand a day. And so we immediately went to uh, Mr. Simcox and Mr. Gilchrist and said, look, this money, uh, we've got to be squeaky clean in this operation. We can't let this happen. We've got to be squeaky clean. And so let's put all of this into the hands of an accounting firm, a tough one. Let them handle this, and then all we've got to do is to protect this border. Well, they refused. 
And then uh, months later, when the whole thing, we realized they had collected somewhere between $1 and $3 million. And then the next thing we know is that we're asking for an audit. We even asked for an IRS audit, and the government wouldn't give it to us. Now, what does that tell you? Stephen, jump in there before I get angry here. Oh, these Judases and their money trees. That's just what I was thinking. Always there in the shadows. I'm sorry. I didn't well, to go there, but, you know. No, and, but, but look, you're right. you know, yeah, and, and it's like, this is why we can't have nice things, y'all. Come on. Always. <laughs> Always. Frederick, go ahead. Oh, just great, you know, uh, parallels and, you know, the part about keeping the money clean. That's one of their favorite tricks is they'll have some nefarious front company. They'll funnel tons of ill-gotten gains to them. They make a donation and then Mockingbird Media says, oh, they took money from this person who's a known blah, 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 according to the ADL and the SPLC. You know, so it's, that's one of their big tactics is to get you to take the tainted money so they can use it against you. Uh, and the, uh, yeah, the poisoning the well with the donations, you know, they love to play dirty. Um, you know, one of the things, uh, yeah, it's just so shocking is you know, the observation that you know, you're in the National Guard, right? And suddenly you're not reporting to your state governor. You're in a foreign country, uh, you, know, you know, basically taking orders from somebody else all the way back up to, you know, Homeland Security when you look at that power grab after 9-11 of the National Guards. But, you know, instead of being able to, you know, Secure the border like you should. You know you're getting interference from your own people, and your own guard is being sent out against the civilians to say you need to cease and desist. You know these people have to come through, and uh, you know here, you know you're talking about the, just the mechanism we have in North Kakalaki, the you know crookedest social justice warrior team between. COVID King Roy Cooper, you know, you will respect my authority as I shut down every you know, wide-owned business in the state, and while you're distracted with COVID, we're going to be bringing in the third world with the help of my sidekick here, Attorney General, the commie boy wonder, Josh Stein, right, who's now running for governor. If that doesn't terrify you, nothing will. Uh, you know, and they have just been flooding the state, and you know, I talk about how you know, we sit and monitor these buses coming in. You know, they dispatch them from the Texas border up through Greensboro, Winston-Salem, and then they bring them up here by the bus loads. And you have all these Jewish-backed NGOs with nice-sounding names that are getting them all strategically, you know, in place in these rural communities. And nobody knows that you're being invaded by vampires and, and werewolves. We talked about the uh, werewolf game last night, and it's like, oh, my God, there are werewolves in these communities, and they are working against us. And, you know, this, and this is we talk about instead of battle lines, you know, we got battle cells to worry about. That's why I always call it slime mold. And the other thing is just – 
yeah, I just get that feeling. You're on the border. You're trying to do the right thing per the Constitution, trying to do it by the letter of the law, and you know that your government, echo, 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 is actively working against you because you're the white guys, and this country doesn't belong to you anymore, according to them, and you know we just need to all go away. And so you see this tactic of creating a pressure cooker, and they call it stochastic terrorism, where you just keep ratcheting things up, and statistically, somebody of this you know, type is going to do something. And that's what I think they're wanting to happen is somebody do something either organically or synthetically. But please continue the story. I love the story. Well, <clears throat> pardon me, gentlemen. I want to throw a uh, fat pitch at you. And I want you gentlemen to tell me what you think of my PSYOP. Now, hypothetically, I'm in the government. And I am planning a PSYOP. Okay, I have been tasked with depleting as many of these uh, white people as I can, these people who will stand up for what is right. It's their job. You know, they feel it that they must protect their country, and they're going to do it. And evidently, we've got busloads of them on the way to Texas now, and uh, people under their own hook and what have you are going there because they really feel like they're defending America. Now, in my PSYOP, guys, suddenly they are hit from drones. They are all formed up. There's a Allegedly, uh, they get them all together. They're in a large group, and suddenly they get hit by drones, not on aircraft that anyone could actually see, but suddenly there is a bombardment into this group. And therefore, then the wonderful United States government blames that on Iran, China, whoever. They blame it on them. And so they have accomplished two things. Number one, they have depleted even further the what we would call the right wing of America. They and the right the white people, right because very few colored people of any color are going to be on that border trying to help defend America. I promise you that. It's just not going to happen. There will be a few, yes. I think we had one or two in Arizona back in 2005. But normally, it's not going to happen. So uh, we have that kind of scenario. They take out a bunch of people. Everybody is aghast in America again that something has happened. Suddenly, it's blamed on a like a cruise missile or something coming from the Gulf. And there was a, then somebody sighted a Russian submarine or a Iranian submarine or something like that. And suddenly two goals are accomplished. You've put this country at war again and you have wiped out the right wing or a great number of right wingers, at least the ones with the cojones to pick up arms and say, no, I'm going to go defend this country. You uh, guys want to shoot holes in my theory? Start, please, Stephen. There you are, buddy. That's Sorry, uh, that, that mute button is sticking. But yeah, that, that you're saying that they're going to blame an attack on this uh, white right, or what they're going to paint as the white right-wing response 
to the border, what's left that would go and try to defend it, that they're going to get hit by something <clears throat> that is going to be done by them, and they're going to blame it on Russian sub or Iranian drone or, or something like that. That's yes. Um, well, I don't know, man. It seems I, I, if that, Russia's already kind of hinted around at uh, supporting Texas, so. How about I could see them trying to blame the cartels or China maybe more and it sticking more with the American people. But I remember when I, I – okay, these guys at Muckraker, they followed the trail from Ecuador up through you know Central America. And then when they were quote-unquote kidnapped by the cartel at the border there where SpaceX is, the thing that they were really – about the drones so i could see that a drone thing that that they could use some kind of a false flag down there to start enforcing a lot more rules and reg you know a, a tighter um vector space i guess battle space down there with all of that stricter rules and things like that uh, and and along those lines but as far as i don't think i don't know if people would buy that it's just like i i, I would not you know that i didn't buy Gaddafi. i mean not Gaddafi. well him either but i didn't buy uh, uh assad gas and his own people you know some did like Trump. okay here comes the music folks we'll be back on the other side tuned in to the Republic Broadcasting Network. Visit our website by going to republicbroadcasting.org. Homeowners, are you in foreclosure, expecting to be served with a foreclosure lawsuit, or suspect your lender has coerced you into an illegal mortgage transaction? A huge number of mortgages made in the last 10 years have legal issues and are possibly defective. State laws and the U.S. Supreme Court have upheld that defective mortgage documents are grounds for foreclosure defense and for counterclaims in favor of the homeowner. If your mortgage has been sold or assigned since closing the loan, it may be defective and you may be paying the wrong party and the lender may not have standing or the right to foreclose or collect payments under the law. If you would like to know if your mortgage is legal or not or know if you are paying the right party, we can help. Our initial consultations are free of charge. We are not attorneys. We are legal researchers and work closely with experienced lawyers who know how to help you find the evidence to help you keep your home. Email Tom at republicbroadcasting.org. T-O-M at republicbroadcasting.org. Find your inner rebel at Dixie Republic, the world's largest Confederate store, located in Traveler's Rest, South Carolina. The anti-white, 
anti-Christ, anti-Southern world ends at the asphalt. Welcome to God's country. Log on to DixieRepublic.com to view our Southern merchandise from flags to t-shirts to artwork. At the store, browse through our extensive collection of belt buckles and have a custom-made leather belt handcrafted in our Johnny Rebs gun and leather shop. That's DixieRepublic.com, where you can meet all of your Southern needs. Support those that support the network. Support Dixie Republic at DixieRepublic.com. Email ProudSouthern123 at gmail.com and let them know that RBN sent you. One of the millions of people who feel like there is a dark cloud hanging over their heads whenever they're using pharmaceutical drugs. For some, the short-term relief can turn into an opioid addiction nightmare. Have you ever wondered why CBD oil is a billion-dollar industry? It's because it works better than opioids and is actually healthy for you. However, CBD oil is stripped of all other helpful compounds found in the hemp plant. According to neuroscientists, the whole hemp plant, otherwise known as hemp paste, is even more effective than the chemically processed CBD oil. Are you ready to take back your health? You can try hemp paste for the price of a cup of coffee. Hemppaste.com slash RBN. Free shipping on orders over $50. See the banners for Hemp Paste at republicbroadcasting.org and visit hemppaste.com slash rbn. trust in him because that's our only answer but Stephen, i gotta tell you something buddy i was sitting here during that break i'm glad it was a long break because i was sitting here battering my head against the table trying to understand how you tell me that the people wouldn't buy such an attack when they bought pearl harbor when they bought 9-11 when they bought the the vietnam they've uh, fell for every lie that the government's ever thrown out there how do you think they're not going to buy this one you make a irrefutable point sir i have to say that's uh the american public has I don't know. I, I, I the remnant would not buy it. Let me put it that way. Okay. Okay. You're I'm right. with you I'll there. It, I, I I guess you're right about that too. There are plenty of people who would buy it, and oh man, we were and I mean we really were. I remember it was about the time the anthrax thing was coming around. I'm like, uh uh-uh. uh, no, this is ridiculous, man. 
You know, it's like, then it, I, I can see all, it, it, I, and I, I remember this website that was posted. I used to fought, go to the hour of the time uh, every day before 9-11, you know, I was, and so, I, 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 but uh, it still, it was like, okay, this is, it, it, it was a huge trauma-based mind control thing that was going on involving the whole planet then. Even and, and I guess Pearl Harbor was as well. If you look at it that way, just that the uh, uh, lag time was a little longer back then for the uh, waves to hit. Okay, you know, yeah, the same kind of thing. And you're right; it, it's set up to happen again. It's this thing that's coming. It's like they. they I remember these guys wrote a book called The Fourth Turning, and that. Uh, Seems like we're right in the middle of uh, of one of those. I, I don't know. Yes, sir. Well, Stephen, my point is this, and I've used this, just one example. If millions of Americans would believe that World Trade Center building number seven just collapsed into its own footprint, not being hit by anything, they'll believe any darn thing this government says. I guess so. Well, Blackbird, jump in there on my scenario. Throw me some rocks. You know, your end games of, you know, the country being at war and white people getting wiped out, especially the white alpha males that are actually patriots and most of them Christian, you know, that's enemy number one to these people. So, yeah, I could definitely uh, see that scenario. And, you know, as far as I was a state actor, you know, behind it, or that's who's going to be blamed on it. You know, what if, you know, it was Blue Helmet UN troops that are dispatched to uh, take out these militias that are protect, you know, that are prohibiting these dreamers, you know, you know, future engineers, et cetera, from coming in and fulfilling their dreams. You know, after all, we have a responsibility to protect, you know, the Declaration of Universal Human Rights. You know, so could you see a scenario where UN troops sent up a drone and took out all the white guys? Uh, you know, and uh, the other thing is, you know, knowing that they want a constitutional crisis, you know, I think part of this is how do you, you know, not have an election? You know, what would it take to postpone elections in this country? And, you know, you know the history, you know, and it's like, you know, we take our elections pretty serious, but, you know, would a, a constitutional crisis like, you know, states banding against federal troops, states banding against U.N. troops and federal troops, you know, uh, or NATO, you know. <laughs> just how bizarre could this get? But I completely agree with you that, you know, the potential of this going kinetic, you know, is always there with these type of events. That's why I'm trying to figure out exactly what's going on, who's in charge, you know, and you know, what are what are people trying to manipulate? You know, what that lets you and them fight. What are their, you know, takeaways? What are they wanting out of this to happen? So back to you. Well, thank you for that. And yes, I, I could see uh, different scenarios because here's what I know. 
is that every time the government plans a PSYOP, they have plan A, plan B, plan C, plan D, and a no-crap plan. And so yeah, they that's have... that's you know, game tree. You know, if we do yes. it, it's either this going to do this or it's going to do that. What are the probabilities? If it does right. this, what are you going to do? You know, exactly. Is, you know, how many steps ahead can you game tree it out? You know, so... Back, to, but sorry to interrupt. But yeah, no, 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 you're fine, buddy. That's uh, that's why we call it a roundtable so we can all talk. Um, but the thing that I see here is that this is just too big of an advantage for these people. I mean, I can remember when we lived in Southern Arizona, and my wife was teaching on the Tohono Autumn Indian Reservation, and of course, a lot of people don't know that the Tohono Autumn Indian Reservation actually is in two countries. Part of it's in Mexico and part of it is in America. And because it was there and was not as well guarded by the Indian tribes, the that was a great infiltration route. And I remember when we lived there that the Mexicans actually the Mexican army actually came into America and actually took one of those villages and held them all for like three days with their military equipment. And, of course, I was reporting it to federal authorities and state authorities because my wife knew about it. Other people were telling us, telling them about it. The U.S. government wouldn't touch it. And so now we're seeing much the same thing is the fact, and the Border Patrol told me when we were there in 2005, they said, if we, these were the boots on the ground people. These are not the supervisors. And these boots on the ground agents would tell us over and over again, if we find an area, now you got to remember, folks, this is almost 20 years ago. If we find an area where they're really coming through heavy, the, our supervisors in Tucson and in Washington will make us move. And they said, we can't figure it out. Plus, they told us, they said, you realize we have one Border Patrol agent for every nine miles of border. And if to believe that they could actually protect that is incredible. And then in one of our operations when we were down there, we ended up with 27 people dressed almost identical to each other. The Border Patrol moved in, arrested them all, and uh, took them away. And, of course, our... Uh, protocol was that once the Border Patrol got on scene, we left. We were not to be a party in any way, and we agreed to that protocol. But we found 27 men, and uh, and so, some of them got away before the uh, Border Patrol actually got to where they were. And then a few days later, we're in uh, Casa Grande. No, not Casa Grande. I'm trying to think where it was, Sierra Vista. And we were in Sierra Vista, and we're in a restaurant, and this Border Patrol sergeant comes in and thanks us. Hey, guys, really appreciate your help. And I asked him, I said, well, I noticed when you guys were yelling at them in Spanish, a sentence, a sentence, which means sit down, none of them paid any attention to you whatsoever. I said, who were these people? And he said, oh, they're OTMs. And I said, what the dickens is an OTM? And he said, other than Mexican. He said, we have classifications for them. He said, when we catch a Mexican, we take them down and we fingerprint them, usually in Naco or Douglas. We take them down, we fingerprint them, and then we 
put them back into Mexico. He said, uh, we laugh. We call it the catch and release program because you'll catch one tonight. Three, na- three days later, after you put them back into Mexico, you'll catch them again somewhere else. And he, he was laughing about it. And I said, well, wait a minute. Let me ask you something. If these were other than Mexicans, where were they from? And he said, oh, he said, you wouldn't believe this. We had to go all the way to Tucson to get some interpreters to come down here to question these people so we could find out where they were from. I said, okay, where were they from? He said, Iran. And I said, well, what did you do with them? And he said, oh, they were carried to Tucson and they were taken into federal court. And then they were released on their own recognizance and given a court date. And I said, tell me something. How many of them show up for court? And he he laughed incredibly. And he said, you're kidding, right? You really think any of these people are going to come back for a court date? And I said, so in essence, what we are doing is this is just like, and I've drawn this analogy before. I said, this is just like prior to the Civil War. They knew that they didn't have the manpower. They didn't have the people in the north, the men who would actually invade the south. They knew that even in the north, there were quite a few people. That's why Abraham Lincoln invaded three border states before he ever invaded the south. But what happened was, is they brought in all of these immigrants from Europe, especially Germany, and Lincoln's army was primarily at many times foreigners. And then, guys, let's take this back to a week or so ago. We had the wonderful Senator Durbin from Illinois on, uh, you know, on a public uh, program stating, we've got to go back. We've got to get these immigrants. We've got to get them into the military. We've got to get them all ready so that they can earn their own citizenship. We need to do that. Recruiting's down. We need to fill the ranks with these immigrants so they'll defend us. They'll do all this other stuff. Well, then a few days later, we get a echo, 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 echo. There you go, Blackbird. We get an echo from none other than Mark Levin, who is saying on his program, it's time to return to the policies of Abraham Lincoln. We need to put all of these people in our military. Do you guys not see this as being ominous? Stephen, go ahead. Yeah, I completely agree with that. That's that's a big setup. I was thinking I would. it seemed more plausible that they might spin a scenario where the, they blame Texas and the the response to that with by, with using a Russian weapon or something to try to splinter it and instead of just blaming Russia. I mean, blaming a other state actor would unify the U.S. more when uh, and, and you know then all of a sudden, well, yay, we got we've got to have these people in our military because you know, gee, if we got to take on so whoever Iran, you know, whoever whoever they blame it on, but recruitment, like you said, they can't find anybody to fill the military at all, and with the states getting uppity too, yeah, it is very ominous what's happening. Is the dollar is plummeting? It's going to be some kind of a event with that that that. 
shows us where we really are like they keep pumping it up and up just like i was saying with uh four and a half times more debt than gdp over the past whatever six months or so is just insanity that's never happened before well i i just see this i know as we look around us i see too many critical factors coming together here We've got too many things, and one of the things that just absolutely irked me to no end is when the wonderful Mr. Trump starts screaming, let's send the troops to the border. And that is just play-acting, just like everything else he's ever done, because if he really cared about the border, he would have sent troops to the border when he was president. Why didn't that happen? And don't tell me there weren't people coming across that border. Because there were. He was saying, oh, we need to build a wall. Why do you need to build a wall? Take your military that's in 140 different countries, bring them home, and protect the American public. They won't do that. Oh, we'll build a wall. No, you won't. That is nothing but to keep the American people occupied to give them mental orgasms while they wait on the stupid bowl. You know, I also can see them building up a scenario where they have Texas building this big, mean, nasty barricade, and they akin it to the Berlin Wall, and then they're going to storm it, and it's going to be this great. You know, yeah, I can see that kind of BS playing out too. But because they, they remember how they memed it with a guy on horseback that he was whipping some black guy when you know that was ridiculous. It was like he just riding the horse, and it was like these people have absolutely no. I don't know what to call it, sense, common sense. It's just they they never cease to amaze me. Well, one way. thing I think Americans need to know, and they need to learn, they need to learn it fast. If they think for a split second, a microsecond, a nanosecond, that this government cares whether they live or die, they are absolutely insane. They because care about us as much as they did about the men on the Liberty. Exactly. I was going to make that parallel. Thank you for that. And just as much as they've done to men that they've sent to die in wars based on lies my entire lifetime. Blackbird, jump in here and help us out, buddy. Oh, you know, your scenarios are so spot on. And the idea of if you're going into a civil war, a true civil war, you always try to bring in mercenaries to, uh, you know, soften up your enemy, right? And exactly. so this idea of, you know, other than Mexican, I love that. You know, we are seeing so many fighting age men coming across that are supposedly refugees. And you wonder just, you know, how trained up is this person and who is he supposed to be working with? Who is he reporting to? And, you know, uh, you know, we know uh, that, you know, the deep state, whatever you want to call it, the Zionists, you know, their M.O. is to make target lists. You know, they would say this person's a threat, this person's a threat. It's all about threat analysis. And, you know, that was what the NSA stuff was, you know, of spec, you know the whole uh, prism and, you know, stellar wind and all that. It was all about, you know, bubbling people up that would be a threat to 
a Soviet takeover or a communist takeover of America, you know, because that's, that's what they're going for. And, you know, so this idea of, you know, uh, bringing all these people in and just basically saying, okay, you now are part of this squad, you know, the three-man, five-man teams, because that's, you know, according to game theory, that's the optimum strike force. And putting them into these areas where it's just objective-oriented warfare. You know, your you know jobs are to sabotage this. You know, put muscle on this, beat this person up, kill this person, right? And you already see that model with MS-13. You know, the, the amount of control that MS-13 has on you know Vice now. Uh, in North Carolina and the United States is just insane, and they're you know mm-hmm. carrying out all the assassinations from like I don't know like the DNC and Hillary Clinton with Seth Rich, maybe. <laughs> Back to you. Oh well, yeah. great analogy there, buddy. And uh, you know, I I again bring this back. You know, uh, a simple question: those twenty-seven Iranians that came through in two thousand five, where are they, and what are they doing? And does anybody know? And, you know, that that are the one that just happened to be the ones we found. And then I will never forget the boots on the ground Border Patrol. They loved us down there because they said, you guys have done so much to help us. And I said, well, you know, your uh, supervisors in uh, Tucson don't agree. They've uh, called us everything in the world. And so has the president. And when we left at the end of April in 2005, the boots-on-the-ground members of the Border Patrol went into Sierra Vista and took out a full-page ad in the Sierra Vista newspaper thanking us for coming to help them protect their country. I still have an original copy of that, which is very, very dear to me, that those men cared enough about what we were doing to actually thank us when we left and they told us how much we had driven just by being there on the border, how much we had driven uh, the uh, immigrants into other sectors to go around us. And then uh, we had a lady come into the Palomino Trading Post where we usually ate lunch, and she came in with a newspaper, and she was Hispanic. And she thanked us because she said, this, is, this just absolutely makes me angry. Because I fought so hard to become an American citizen the legal way. And then we sit here and they just walk across the others with no punitive damage whatsoever. But she brought us a newspaper out of Mexico that one of her relatives had brought her. And in the newspapers in Mexico, they had pictures of the Minutemen, which had been taken, and they had put crosshairs on us in the paper and said we needed to be taken out. So I can see this, but here's the other thing, gentlemen, I was just thinking about. Let me throw this into the mix before we uh, go to uh, the hour break. And that was in, you remember the original uh, gentleman who was made the head of Homeland Security by George W. Bush, uh, Tom Ridge? You guys remember him? Oh, yeah, the token white guy, first seat, but then that changed. (laughs) Yeah, but he made a huge mistake. He was on with Chris Matthews. And Chris Matthews asked him on one of those Sunday shows, well, uh, Mr. Secretary, uh, 
What do you know about suitcase nukes being brought across our southern border? And Tom Ridge said, yes, uh, we're aware of that. We know at least three that we're tracking now. The next day, <laughs> the next day, Tom Ridge resigns. Now, guys, what if the scenario is this? What if they go into that group of folks in Texas and detonate a suitcase nuke and blame it on another country? Your thoughts, Stephen? Yeah, that's always that's what uh, Bill Cooper always said would be the last uh, play would bring it down would be one uh, 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 you'd see the mushroom cloud and the I remember say post talking about that or saying that maybe six months before nine eleven too. Yes, and yeah, I just I don't know. It's I would not put it past them. I mean, look at what they did to Ohio with that train wreck, and then and to telegraph it with that movie. It just what are you? Sometimes this stuff can get surreal. You know, it's just like I can't believe I, that these the people are that um, twisted. You know, but those are the things I've seen happen the past few years. You know that that train wreck in Ohio that telegraphed it in a movie. I mean, and look what they're putting on Netflix now. And you know, the most disturbing thing I heard the past two week, weeks was Netflix stock is up. Oh, get rid of that <laughs> Netflix. Oh, isn't that of wonderful? Isn't that wonderful? Yeah. Well, guys, we're coming up on the break, and I just want to throw out a thank you to a family in Middle Tennessee that I just flat love, and they are so special to me. As a matter of fact, they even donated to me going to the border back in 2005. Gozas, I love you, and I, I just wanted to tell you publicly that I do. And uh, thank you for listening in. And uh, Blackbird, you want to close us out here as we run toward the break? You know, it's just fascinating to think about, you know, that this is happening in, you know, our lifetime and that these people, you know, they're trying to, you know, start a war. This, you know, that, that's how they're going to bring all this in. And it was interesting when the 9-11 Truth Movement got really, really popular around 2006, a lot of people started speculating that Israel, who did 9-11 and did the anthrax and did the USS Liberty, uh, that they were bringing in small nukes. And that was going to be part of the Samson option. If the Zionist plan for greater Israel fell apart, that they were going to have nukes in every city in the synagogues. And so they passed all these laws about people trying to do survey meters, radiation meters. So back to you. <laughs> All right, buddy, I think I hear some music coming up there. We uh, almost made it to the top of the hour. Ah, here it comes. Let's listen to a little bit of this north of Richmond. Thanks, folks. May it not be true, but it is. Oh, it is. Living in the new world. With an old soul. These rich men north of Richmond. Politicians 
Look out for miners, and not just miners on an island somewhere. Lord, we got folks in the street, ain't got nothing to eat, and the whole beast. Are you sick of censorship? TLB Talk is the cure. TLB stands for truth, liberty, and balance. We are the newest and most unique social media platform to hit the internet. We were built out of necessity because Big Tech, Big Pharma, and Big Brother are out of control. The only thing bigger than them is when we the people are united. With that vision, TLB Talk was born. Our battlefield is in cyberspace. The battle we're in can be won by clicks of buttons and voting with your wallet. TLB Talk has no hidden agendas, no corporate funding, and we do not sell, trade, or give away any of your information. Our platform runs off of generous donations of members and merchandise profits. So please, check out our site. It's the best around. And be sure to stop by our store. It's loaded with items that'll have you feeling a sense of member pride and victory. Come unite with us today at TLBTalk.com and join the social media revolution. You're listening to the Republic Broadcasting Network. Because you can handle the truth. 